Sins and Coffee, your go-to podcast for society and culture conversations hosted by I, Rioba. Hi everybody, welcome to my podcast Sins and Coffee. I am your host Rioba. Today, we talk about everything but a husband, the social con- con- uh, contracts rather, instead of con- constructs, contracts, whatever, of a human thought. In studio with me today, I have two very interesting personalities and I'm going to give you two definitions so that you take a wild guess before they introduce themselves. First, I have a feminist no, I have two feminists. I have two human rights activists. I have one of uh, the... I don't want to call her... Uh, yeah, I don't want to call her a staff member of Human Rights Watch. I also have somebody who's a consultant for human intelligence. I have two of the best known speakers in the region, that is Africa, in both debating and public speaking. So take a guess on who is who in as much as I've given you a clue to some of them. Welcome to the show. Who do we have here? Well, I am Elijah Bakuri. Of course, I am the human intelligence consultant that they're discussing. And most of the other things you've heard about me are probably true. Really? Yes. Like what? Well, being one of the finest in the region, if I was allowed to blow my trumpet. But we lie. We will see that as the conversation keeps going. Thank you, Elijah. His name is not Elijah. His name is Elijah. He it's makes sure we know e. that. Spelled with an E. Spelled with an E. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Eunice. Um, I'm the Human Rights Watch um, human or humanitarian uh, person. I am I'm a human rights activist. I am an advocate. And I am a feminist. And that's why I'm here. Because we need to have this conversation and settle it once and for all. Oh, yes. And you are a YouTuber. What's... Yeah. Tell oh, us about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a YouTuber, you guys. But I promise I have not shot anything or I've not picked up anything for the last one year. But I promise I still have a YouTube. It's still functional. It's called the Food and Banter channel. So when you have time, just go scroll over and see my face there. I mostly have conversations and also create amazing recipes, stroke tryout restaurants. So please check it out. Mm. And there you have it. Those are our guests, E, Liger and Eunice. Both of them are people who I go way back with. And I felt like for this particular conversation, they'd be the people I want to talk about it with. But just a quick catch up. Yeah. So what have you been up to, E, Liger, in like a sentence? Capacity building for the human race. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means I have continued to share my experiences as a human intelligence a consultant with uh, people, just trying to develop uh, the capacities of people, uh, be they people uh, who are working in different companies and organizations, as well as students at the universities especially, uh, because, you know, COVID happened and uh, we had a little bit of challenge uh, also working with the ones we used to work with in high school. Okay. What about you, Eunice? What have you been up to? Uh, surviving and living. <laughs> I'm at an age where everything is confusing. There's a lot of things happening, right? Um, so it's mostly about surviving and living. But even then, um, like I already mentioned, I have just been doing humanitarian work um, because now I'm working with Human Rights Watch. And mostly what we're doing right now is just trying to get to communities and really just understand their human insecurities and trying to make them achieve their human rights. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I just did that so that everybody could understand mm-hmm. my type of people. Aye, oh. aye. <laughs> so what have I what have I been up to? Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is the opportunity I give a special appreciation to GIZ and right. Africa Digital Media Institute. Just like Eunice, I've not been posting on my podcast for a while, and that's because of uh, I was used to the Kinyeji plug and play, and then I got into this course, and uh, things became pretty interesting. So I have been with them, <laughs> not like that, but I have been with them, learning <laughs> and unlearning. But straight into what we are talking about today, everything but a husband. 
these social contracts of human thoughts. What exactly are we dealing with here so that I have you on the same page with me? So due to our different upbringings as individuals, depending on where you've been raised, your political climate, socioeconomic climate, financial climate, how you react to things will always differ from one person to another. And that's the premise of the whole season. That's what we are going to look at. How do people react? How does your personality match the societal perspectives or societal expectations of you? And when I was thinking of the word everything but a husband, actually when I was presenting this idea in class, everybody laughed. And I know the moment I said it you are also like, "Wow." So, just a quick one, Elijah, when I say everything but a husband, what comes to your mind first? I think maybe I see it as 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 a male. For me, I see people as uh, when I hear that I'm seeing a person who is uh, literally that everything but a husband in terms of uh, some of the qualities we would expect a husband to have. Ooh. They definitely do have, but uh, they are not necessarily a husband. They are not committed to anything that looks like it's of uh, you know, matrimonial nature. Okay. That's, that's what is going through my mind. I don't know. That seems interesting. Yeah, what about you? Right. Um, as a feminist, my oh. first instinct, obviously, is to think of a woman who really wouldn't care much about a husband, right? Um, she's got her career um, on the right track. She's got her family, maybe friends, um, cronies. Like, she is obviously putting in more effort on other things than a husband. So she's at a point where she does not want to be bound by the societal constructs of... Um, having a husband, you must have a husband. So when I think everything but a husband, I think of that woman who has chosen to focus on everything else, but settling down stroke, being boxed into getting a husband. Yeah. You know, the beauty of the conversation from what I'm already picking up at this point is that it's so broad and it opens us up to a lot of opportunities. Number one, we are looking at one perspective from Elijah about somebody who would have the qualities of being the Perfect, Mr. Right. I just don't know if that works anymore. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but he isn't. And then on the other hand, we have the stereotypical view of how people like to view independent women. Like, yeah, she's got everything, but she doesn't have a husband. First of all, she's got everything. And, and she's the end okay. of the conversation. You agree, right? Well, if she, it's her choice. If she doesn't want a husband, mm -hmm. then, well, that works for her great. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm just going to break it down a little bit for us so that we dive into this conversation. Now, I mentioned opportunity cost while we were having this conversation earlier on. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to take you through that whole ordeal of having to answer an exam that you haven't studied for. So I'll just break it down. An opportunity cost is the evaluation you make. Okay, this is layman. So whoever did business inventor, don't go quoting me. Okay, so opportunity cost is when you break down your alternatives and do an evaluation of picking the next best alternative or picking the previous best alternative. I'll give you three examples. Number one, you may have a job, okay? This one will set opportunity cost and then I'll give you the examples that go into everything but a husband on opportunity cost. You have a job and you are working with, say, the Human Rights Watch, because you're working with the Human Rights Watch. You're a consultant. Pays you really good money. You have security. You have your social life. Then opportunity comes for you to go to Iraq and you're going to be paid like 10 times what you're making a month. But... With that comes a little bit of the risk of insecurity. It also comes with a little bit of loss of your social life. Because aside from speaking to me on WhatsApp video and Insta Live and all that, when, when are you going to, you know, you're also going to get the culture shock because mm. things are going to be pretty wild and pretty different from people who come from liberal communities. Well, how will you survive in a community that is extremely conservative and extremely religious? So as you weigh the next best alternative, that's how opportunity cost comes into play. But how does it come into play in everything but a husband? What do a nightlife hands up? <clears throat> yes. So you are at Gemini. 
having a polite one. And uh, we are going to use a man for this example. Seated at the corner and you are having a polite one. And right next to you is a pretty chic woman. Back home, you've got a family. You've got a wife. You've got six baby mamas. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> so that's it for me. And you want to, you know, add another one into your bucket list. Divide and conquer. So you're going to calculate. Do I tell her the truth that I have a wife and lose her? Or do I tell her a lie and she discovers a little bit later that I have somebody? So that's the angle I was looking at. How many times do we lock out the truth in the conversation so that it plays in our favor? I could use my own example. I'm Korean, right? Korea is a marginalized community, but I wouldn't say I am underprivileged. But when applying for certain things, I'm going to pull the card of, yeah, and that's yeah. it. And yeah. that takes me straight to our next question because I say, okay, Eunice, I feel like you have something to say. Just <laughs> blow us away. <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, I was going to say, if I was in Gemini, I'm taking you back. I, I digress. Um, actually, we'd do the lie of omission. Mm-hmm. But then that sounds like I'm already preempting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would do the lie of omission in that I'm going to tell you half-truths. Tru- half uh-huh. So I'm a man, right? Yes. I did not admit whether I'm in a relationship or not. So I'm probably going to tell you it's complicated. Ooh, you know? They do, they, they <laughs> do all that the time. Lot. You know? Do women do that, Elijah? You know? They do. They do. Um, they really? do that to you? In fact, in fact uh, nowadays, uh, uh, I hear you all say that uh, take me out, then I will decide whether I have a boyfriend or not. Oh, okay. <gasps> okay. Uh, okay, we feel attacked. It is not a case of, uh, you know, now you approach and somebody goes, like, no, no, I'm sorry. Thanks for being so nice. But I have a boyfriend. No, it's but you Elijah, take me off and I'll decide. If I may, there's a difference between a boyfriend and a whole family. You know, if this man, this Gemini man, has a family and children, but if this baby is saying she just has a boyfriend, then it's open to discussion. Yes. He has not put a ring on it, has but he? But the point is, mm-hmm. she she is not saying that she has a boyfriend at that point. Mm-hmm. The same way he did not say that uh, he has a wife at home. But that's so a marriage. Is, no one is saying anything yet. Oh, okay. <sighs> okay. I'll take that word. No one is saying anything yet, yes. as well as the... It, it, mm. is, it, is, not, it is not misinformation. Mm-hmm. It is disinformation. To some oh, okay. extent. To mm-hmm. some extent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll go straight into our first deep dive. From the explanation of the opportunity cost, especially with regards to everything but a husband... And for this one, I'm just going to say ladies first, but gents before. Mm -hmm. Do you think the notion of everything but a husband is a white lie? Ooh. Ah. Difficult. (laughs) Well, I I, I don't think it is necessarily a white lie. It is, it is, okay, it could be one of two things. It could be a lie if uh, I play all the cards to ensure you never find out what the truth is. Then maybe then it becomes not a white lie, but really a, a lie. And specifically, I'm lying via omission, ensuring, first of all, I do not give you this information and I do everything to ensure this information never gets to you. Then it is a lie of omission. But I am of the opinion that many times as people are engaging in these things, they actually are aware somewhere at the back of your mind. Like this one. I mean, you look, you look like, like for the ladies. And, and, and again, I'll hear what Eudice's uh, opinion is on this. This guy looks like he has made it. This guy looks like he has everything put together. And he, he's got the money. He looks like he has focus and vision. And he's, you know, most times a bit older. And you think all his life he's just been alone. I mean, yeah, some of them do. Some are late bloomers, right? Yeah. And Elijah, and I'm going to answer you while I respond to Elijah. I feel like you are, as, as this man who mm-hmm. is lying about this whole situation, because I think it's a white lie, but even then it's a, an even worse lie because why can't you just say who you are as a person? And then I'll pick from there. You know, it's easier for you to tell me I'm married, I'm looking for a one night stand or I'm looking for this kind of situation. And then I'll tell you, Yo, me, I don't feel like that. But why are you posing as this non-married, non-committed human being? And then two months later, we are fighting with your wife over something, telling me the man is mine. Mm-hmm. Why are you embarrassing me? Question. How many of these ladies come out and actually ask the guy, are you married, by the way? Okay. Uh, why not bring it up? 
I'm trying to be very unbiased. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be impartial here. Oh, please. But it's very hard to be impartial mm-hmm. when Elijah just brought forth a point where yeah. he expects us to work on assumptions. Yeah. And we're supposed to be truthful. Is is this relationship supposed to be based on lies or are we supposed to somehow find our truth as we go? Thank question. you, Eunice. I feel, I feel like there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of people seeking plausible deniability mm-hmm. in the sense of uh, this guy does look married. I think you can tell. My opinion. You cannot. Though. Okay, Elijah. There are certain qualities when, when, when a person is meeting. Chances are high they are committed to someone. So you, you wait, wait, let me see. So it looks like they, they, they meet, you know, certain thresholds and things like that. But for the sake of uh, plausible deniability mm-hmm. or, or, or so that I, I don't come out as a homewrecker, I, I don't want to even be told. I don't want... I want I want to act surprised when it comes forth. Yet it was already a bit too obvious that. Quick this question. Was possibly married. Quick question. Yes. Give me the definition of a married man. Show me. How does it look? Please do. How does it look? Because with the assumptions and yeah. everything, I just I think, feel like it's necessary question, for us. This to... question would be easier answered by women because they're very. No, you said. You said. No, you said you can tell a married man by just looking at him. No, by just looking at him. Uh-huh. I, I mean, when when you're having a conversation. Okay. You can almost okay. Step. Wait. Hold it right there. All right. Hold it right there. I'm gonna bring out what you bring so that he answers as you give us your response to whether it's a white lie. Elijah, mm-hmm. you look married to me right now. Mm-hmm. Are you married? Are you? Am I married? I am not married. So, I assumed and got it wrong. Oh, hold okay. it. And I walked away from you because I assumed and I walked away. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't you think it's prudent for you to just openly communicate and say, you uh, know... I'm single. Uh-huh. Well, I'm of the opinion that... I- if I looked married, but I also looked viable, would have as well as asked me whether I am married. You know what? We are going to shelve that conversation just for a minute so that I can get Eunice's opinion on whether the notion of everything but a husband is a white lie. And then we will go back to Elijah. I think it is, but that does not mean the man should be excused or this human being should be excused from... Um, accountability, because I think that's accountability in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that I mean, you have the option of being truthful, like you just told Elijah. You have the option of being truthful, but then you choose to lead people on. So even then, it is a white lie, because why can't you just tell me you have six kids at home and you have debt and you have a wife? You know, like, why would you want to lead someone on or why would you want this person to take you as a single person? And is, they're giving you maybe their heart or everything, really. They're, they're being truthful, but you are not being so... I think it is a white lie, but a man should not be excused simply because it's not it's not so damaging, right? I didn't I didn't totally lie. I didn't put like a gun to your head. I'm not like a killer. Um, I just told you kidogo lies. So I feel like it should not be excused okay. either way. But I have a question here. Mm. Well, you know, we look at the man and that he should not be excused in the midst of all this. My question also is, uh, she's she's putting up the fact that uh, she's willing to give, uh, you know, the lady in this in this scenario is willing to give her heart and her everything. But my question is, in these settings, in these circumstances, the ladies who are walking in here uh, into this particular scenario, do they all walk in with the intention ooh, of ooh, giving? Okay, their we hearts we are not gonna go there right now. Really. We are not gonna <laughs> go there right now because. Because this will be a table of assumptions that we do not want to do. But we're going to save that question and we are going to answer it. So it is not a white lie. It is a white lie. Yeah. Is it harmful? And I'm going to start with the ladies first now. Ah, yes, it is. Because when I think husband, I think someone who has a wife, right? Um, I think someone who has chosen to take someone for life if they did get a, get married because that's what a husband is according to me so yes it is harmful because um one that means you're not you're losing the respect for the person you've left at home or whatever she is now your wife right and also you're disrespecting this person that you're giving this falsified information you get so for me yes it is indeed harmful what about you elijah is it harmful but let me not let me not make you talk from the perspective of gemini let me talk about Eunice's example where she looked at it from the perspective of probably a woman mm-hmm. who has everything aside from a husband. Is it harmful that she has everything but a husband? 
and Eunice, I'm going to ask you to control yourself at this point. Okay, I'm Because trying. it's just about to get very extremely... It's going to be a battle of patriarchal feminism. <laughs> yeah, we are focusing on the white lie, but now we have just brought in yeah. Eunice's example because I feel like we've really talked about yours. Right. So on that example of the woman having everything but a husband, would it be a white lie? Of course it wouldn't. But is it harmful? Well, I'm not going to assume it's not a white lie. Let me just leave it open to you. Is it harmful? So in, in, we're still talking about a case where the, uh, the, the man has not come forth that uh, he has family back at home? No, no. We have, we have moved from that because if we stick, okay. if we stick there, you're going to nail us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so now we're moving to the woman who has everything but a husband. Yes. yes. And whether that's... I, I, I think, I think we, we, we live in this society that... Uh, and I know I'll be stoned for this sometimes forces women to 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 be defined by who they're married to and 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 all that i mean to the extent that some women you know once they get married they no longer have their own identity now it is uh you know um bibi adaktari and uh bibi and all uh, not that it's a bad thing um <laughs> just saying for for we, we we've you know the society is is you know forcing women sometimes to take on such identities so i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing in my opinion that uh, she has everything but a husband. I think now, we agree if, on if, that. If, if, if she also wants a That's husband, a fast. Uh, yeah. uh, great, good, good. In fact, she should probably have one. Uh, but uh, necessarily, uh, if she wants one, I didn't say that okay. she has to have one because okay. everyone says she should have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, 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 uh, the other question I also ask myself sometimes in this particular scenario is while she got everything, did she perhaps also let go of, uh, you know, wonderful people along the way? Mm-hmm. That's a question I, I'd be interested Ooh. to find answers to. Actually, I am interested in that as well. Not only from her perspective, but also from his perspective, from the two perspectives. I'm really focusing on both your examples to set, to set stage for this. But I'm going to give you a third example just to broaden that scope of what they dropped along the way. Because it can be they are everything but a husband, but it also could be they have everything but any other thing that would have taken the notion of a husband. So in my opinion, uh, as I go into the next example that will present the next question, I grew up with a very construed idea of who a husband is. A husband is somebody who provides husband is somebody who cares a husband is somebody who protects because i come from an extremely conservative society and the role of the man intrinsically is protection provision and that and (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm trying to keep my my podcast extremely pg rated and below so yeah I'm going to have to control myself at some point. So with that idea of a husband, when I look at it from the different angles, from a socioeconomic angle, my husband could be my boss, you know, because my boss is expected to provide my salary. He's supposed to provide my protection. I work in Kibra. When there are riots in the community, I rely on him to ensure I go home when I'm safe and sound. So he could be that husband. Politically, I look at our leaders. They play the role of a husband at some point. So they are expected to fulfill everything they write in their uh, in their manifestos not circumnavigating it so if you're going to build the expressway build it and build it to completion don't put drainage pipes to just dangle chini and then it just keeps splashing what now imagine guys like us who use legadies bends <laughs> what happens to us wow. you know yeah. so that's a husband when i look at the family aspect then you have the father coming in to play the role of a husband because In my view, and that now goes back to the view I had when I was growing up, he still has certain responsibilities that fit into the role. So in my understanding of everything but a husband, I was looking at it from that perspective where what role does somebody have to play and do they play it to completion? Do they fulfill their responsibilities? Do they become the best version of who that particular title is all about? 
uh, yeah, and that was it for me. I feel like I already had internal insight. <laughs> so I'm just going, yeah, you If just, I may. Yes, Thank you, you may. <laughs> so <laughs> I see where you come from and mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. That was what a husband represented. And perhaps growing up, that was what our fathers were. They were those sort of husbands too, our mothers, right? But as we go... Genuinely, genuinely right now, the men that exist, and I'm going there, Elijah, don't stone me. I'm going there. The men that exist right now, most of them, not all, but most of them are not portraying anything close to what you've just described. Because you've described something that men right now think is utopian. Like, you expect me to do all those things? Like, like me? Me? You know. So I, I feel like over the years, perhaps, either the women have evolved to be more aware of themselves and they're like, we don't just want this. It's not necessarily hinged on you giving me social security, but maybe also need emotional security because um, maybe before then, yes, there's provision, but then it ends up maybe with domestic violence, right? So maybe the women go as they say, you know what, I don't think I want to take to partake of this, whatever this nonsense is, if I may. Um, but then now that leaves this woman to be this intelligent person, very woke, has therapy sessions, she has her career in check, and then the man has not done any work on himself whatsoever. So she ends up deciding, you know what, actually, I don't think I need this human being in my life at all because they're more of a detriment, they're more of a compromise to what I have built compared to any value they would bring. Elijah? I love that deep dive. I, so Elijah I, has... I, uh, I will respond in this way. <coughs> Relax. <Right>. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. Fine. Take it away. But the, the definition that has been brought forth uh, of a husband as was the husband back then, you're ignoring the other side of this coin. And that is the fact that while the husband was defined in that particular way, there's also the way that the wife was defined back How is then. that? How is that? Right. And so the wife back then was only thought of especially as uh, the mother to the kids, the homemaker, and, you know, a number of other qualities that were thought of as being the only definition back then. So my argument is... There's two sides to this. If we defined a husband in that way, there was also the side that we defined the woman in that way. Now, in the society, we, are, we, we find ourselves and there has been, say, an evolution of how we see that. Therefore, there's a way now we see women that uh, we did not see them maybe uh, a generation or two ago. In a similar way, that has also affected the place uh, that, that, say, a man is a generation or two ago. I mean, you say, for example, he should be the provider fine, he, 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 he continues to bring bread, but she brings bacon. She so then we, who is the provider, really? That, that, that is the question. And, and then again now, that, that, that comes, brings me to the fact that if we, if we want uh, to, to, to say he is a husband, we, cannot nec- we, we need to agree what is that definition that he will have. And I'm of the opinion that in every relationship, if you're defining a husband, the two of you need to talk about what is a husband in our relationship, mm-hmm. what is what is a, a you know a wife as well in our relationship, because it will vary based on the variables that can be found. Okay. So right. if 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 it's uh, if it's security again, and you know she's today she's the president, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Samia, who's really gonna offer the security here? I think now I need you to give me security, <laughs> and I don't think that's you know that's that that that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you're the president. You have access to security mm-hmm. and people want to kill me because I'm married to the president. They want to kidnap me. So I, mean, I will just, I'll just say, I think wait. you need to really redefine. But, I want uh, to define security. Between okay. Okay. The two of you. I want to define security. Wait, okay. let me, let me, let me, let me cut you short before you define security. These people. Ugh. Well, that's what happens when you hang out with Elijah and Eunice. And I mean, if you ever hung out with the debate cycle, this is how the conversations always go. We have covered the past. Now let's get into the present before we define security. I had my own version of what a husband would look like. And then I am at this age where I'm getting a new definition of what a husband looks like. At the end of the day, what's coming out for me is that this person, whether man or woman, because come on, we have... Same-sex partners. And so they will play the role of husband, husband, wife, wife, whichever. I don't want to, I don't want to. So when we come to the world we are in today, now that we are done with the past, we are going to shelve that security response for a second. So 
we are now in a new era, okay? In an era where we either identify as they, let me just focus on the definition they so that we have a unified definition of a husband. So we have a new angle towards it. We are now not looking at intrinsically separate roles for the man and woman. We are now at a point where we are looking at unified roles for everybody because we all want equality. So if you are bringing 50% of your salary to the table, then I'm expecting I am also going to do the same, you know? And it's now reached a point where it's not it's not even argumentative to 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 have that conversation in a family. No, it's something that we genuinely expect both partners to do for us or rather to do to bring to the table and now the understanding my understanding of a husband has slightly changed i'm looking at it as somebody who now compliments somebody who if you're bringing bacon and i'm bringing bread then we definitely have milk left in the fridge and we will use that so we are complimenting each other but then, even in that definition, we are at a point where the person who's meant to compliment you, who's meant to supplement you, is going in a parallel direction or a totally divergent direction from the direction you're taking. So if we are building a front where you and I are building a legacy, let's just say we are basic partners, we have a business together. Instead of us being unison and divergent in some way and, and, and consolidating everything we have so that we have a strong front, you're out there backbiting me, you're out there shortchanging me, you're there doing something that's totally, totally contradictory to what's happening. So I'm going to go into that now. And that's how I wanted to shelf security for a moment. And I'm now going to ask you afresh, everything but a husband in the 20th 21st or 20th century? 21st, yeah. What's the difference? I, we're just in the 21st, yeah. that's all we know. <laughs> so everything but a husband in the 21st century, would you say now that it becomes harmful when the person who's meant to compliment you or supplement you or just bring something to the table, in as much as you're also bringing something to the table, is not doing it? Does it now become problematic? I believe it does. Um, and it still goes back to security, actually, because security is emotional now bring security. It on in here. It's psychological security. Mm -hmm. It is a psychology, a psycholo I mean, the financial security in that if we are bringing, pulling our monies together in a business, you're not going to take that money and go squander it elsewhere, you know? So security is a blanket in that now that we are doing 50 50, it's a security that you as my wife will not go and maybe do some jeopardize what we have. And even me as a husband will not do the same. So when one of the parties, especially now in this case, everything but a husband, the husband now jeopardizes that, then it becomes harmful to whatever you people are building together because we are trying to build a front together, like you mentioned, but one of us is chipping away gradually. You know, he's taking his money, he's going to Milan and he's getting babes out there, you know, and he's telling them he's not married. And I'm out here telling people that we are married, we have something we are building, you know. So I think it becomes harmful then because one, it loses the, uh, it creates mistrust in this companionship because we are not on the same front as I thought we would have been. Elijah, what do you think? For me, it's a yes and no, so allow me to oh, look at both sides. Why do you always have to be so complicated? It's, it's, it's easy. Let me, let me just show you. If uh, Let me first deal with the finance, then I come to your side of security, mm -hmm. then you will see uh, where we agree. And disagree as well. I think when it comes to finance, a number of times, even traditionally, many men perhaps who have the means don't necessarily mind if their partner is not necessarily making financial contributions, provided other types of contributions are being made, say, to the household, and there's a stability that is being brought to his life. And it is for that reason I'd say, eh, not necessarily harmful, but, but, but this is if both agree. Now, I will come to the side of security, uh, especially on emotional security. I really have a question, but I also have a comment on it. No, please. Oh. On emotional security, I, I want to agree. I think partners in today's world need a lot of emotional security in terms of uh, people are in these relationships for companionship. Mm -hmm. You see, in the past, we were in these relationships because uh, us working together would mean we would not get killed by some animal that was chasing <laughs> us somewhere in the plains. Right. That was then. But today, uh, people want this uh, emotional security, psychological security. And as you had mentioned, the issues of, say, our partners backbiting us and things like that. These are things you do not want from your partner. And in that way, that is harmful when it does occur. Then 
I, I, I raise the question, I raise the question, do we have, do we feel like uh, on, on either side, uh, one is more specifically emotionally harmful to the other, if we take the numbers, do, do we have more um, emotional insecurity occurring as a result of actions by husbands or as a result of actions by wives? Hold it a moment. <sighs> Hold it a moment. <clears throat> do we have more emotional what again? Insecurity uh-huh. occurring as a consequence of actions by wives or actions by husbands. Because it seems we all agree there is definitely, definitely a need for emotional security in these relations. My quick answer is patriarchy. How so? Patriarchy has defined a woman as very emotional, very rational, hormonal, if I may. So if she does anything, even if it's actually legit anger that it's about something that you've done, you'd be like, are you being hormonal right now? Are you being just a woman? You know, we don't understand women. You blanket them. We don't understand women. So even then, when you say, because I assume you're insinuating that women or wives are more emotionally, um, I don't know, create more emotional insecurity, you're insinuating that, but it's also something that's been defined by Patrick over time to sort of gaslight women into knowing that they're the more angry ones, the more emotionally unstable ones. But when we look at it in retrospect, even men, in fact, more often than not, men are the ones who are usually gaslighting. They do the wrong and then they come and gaslight you. So he's cheated and then he comes and tells you, babe, but you know, if you didn't make me angry that day, I wouldn't have gone to the club and gotten a babe. So you're gaslighting her into getting angry. So no, 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 no. So you are reacting to her actions, her reaction towards your actions. And then she's going to be painted as a bad person. Okay. I'm going to take... I, can I respond? No. No, <laughs> it's super hot. And the reason why I don't want you to respond is because I just want to have a very quick... This has gotten super interesting. Uh, to our listeners out there, I think when I said we were going to lay the parameters for this conversation... There's something we do in debating because one thing I forgot to mention is that we have all done debating for five, six, seven years. It's been a really long time. The first responsibility, (laughs) the 10 years, yeah, the first responsibility of the opening half of the house is to set the entire case. And from the speakers we have had, we have had a whole definition of everything but a husband from different perspectives. And what I want you to take from that is that all those definitions that we've gotten we are going to cover each and every one of them in subsequent episodes and so that i just water down the fire that's going on in here the burning fire that's going on in here i'm going to jump into something that we genuinely need to talk about before we get done with time we are totally laying out the entire case. I think we have laid out a lot about just our own understanding of everything but a husband. And now I want us to lay out something else. Society. Now remember, on Sins and Coffee, every conversation we have takes a deep dive into what the human angle of the conversation is, what the societal expectations of the conversation are. And now that we've done a little bit of the human side of how people are going to, you know, define the term everything but a husband, I want us to take a quick look at the societal side of it as you now bring in your response. So you can give your response and then now give us your societal understanding. Do we feel in any way that society contributes to how much of a white lie or how much of you know, abandoning our responsibilities or how much of being indifferent to who we really are, does society influence it in any way? Let me, let me just address the security and then answer this question. Um, on the security, I will, I, will, I will specifically say emotional security and uh, violence. I think we should consider the fact that there is also a number of times where women are actually responsible for violence emotionally and uh, against against men and the interesting thing about emotional violence is the fact that sometimes there's no evidence in terms of scars because it all occurs internally psychologically well, and perhaps that's something we should discuss let me just pause later. you right there right. and this is a conversation we'll definitely have to have in a different episode and i think we're going to need to do a little bit of the johnny depp conversation 
Yeah, we ought to. Uh, uh, we ought to. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be frank. Mm-hmm. And this is at the risk of me being cancelled at some point. As women, sometimes we do make that mistake where we are very quick to believe violence only occurs to the woman, yet it occurs on different fronts. But society. It's keep my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Does society in any way influence how yes. we take responsibility, how we admit to who we are, how we are a little bit truthful about our situations and all that? Yes, yeah, specifically speaking about the fact that, you know, everything but a husband, this is definitely society influenced. I mean, society praises the 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 man that, you know, goes out there and has a harem of women. You guy, my guy, my moti, my G, my G. They're like, hey, you guy, hey. These, these women in Nairobi will not get enough of you, eh? <laughs> so, of course, that, that, does, that, that does give, you know, men an impetus, let's say, to, to, to go on and do these things. Mm-hmm. And then the same society will probably look down on, on a woman who does a, a similar thing. So, definitely, there is a societal influence to all this. And at the same time, you will find that same society, you know, uh, condemning a man who is chosen perhaps to be... Uh, I don't know, single and 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 priestly and all like ah that guy, that guy is a wimp. That guy. So hey. there is definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely society mm-hmm. that is, is 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 feeding this thing. So sometimes I feel like society likes drama in the sense of uh, you feed a fire, <laughs> then you watch it. Am burn. I the drama? Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You know what I what like I feel? Because because they they, they they encourage these things to happen, and then <laughs> when they happen, now they start. Going, oh, how dare wow. you? You did that? Oh, what you? <laughs> Come on now. So society just likes drama. Society likes drama. Yeah. You know why this gets interesting? Mm-hmm. When we talk about the human perspective, you could see how much there was a lot of conflict in your definitions, in your understandings, in your examples. So, what do you think about society, Eunice? I mean, I agree with Elijah, Ooh. and I go back to yeah, I know it's unbelievable, He's but I do, <laughs> I actually do, uh, and I go back to something he mentioned earlier when we were starting out. He said something about how about those ones he left behind, or mm-hmm. how about those ones she left behind. Mm-hmm. So I bring the two schools of thought together in that maybe this woman does not want to settle, and society is going to judge her for not having a husband, right? And then there's this man who has been forced by society again, the boxing of society. To settle down, but maybe that's not what he chosen. Maybe he just wanted to just chill on the streets and just enjoy life. So these two people meet at the same point in that they are both being forced towards things society wants for them and not necessarily what they want for themselves. So the white lie comes in there because we're trying to keep up fronts that we cannot. This man does not really maybe want to be a husband, maybe he wants to be on the streets. And this babe does not necessarily want a husband. And some of them end up wanting to become husbands or getting husbands. I see like you have a question. Uh, Proceed. I'm just going to disagree with both of them for once. Ah, I'm going to disagree. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And as the host of the show, you are not allowed to respond. We shall. <laughs> this is my protected time. But <laughs> no. Wow. This is my protected okay. this time. This is how you treat your guests now? Listen. POI, <laughs> point of information. No taken. <laughs> Sit on it. Oh, I've missed those days. I mean, we need to go back. We need to go we back. Okay, to. so this is my take. One, yes and no. The yes, of course, society does play a role. But you're an adult. You have the autonomy of your decisions. I mean, there are people who genuinely look at themselves in the mirror and decide, (laughs) I'm going to be evil. There are those people. There are people who are naturally pathetic. There are people who are naturally irresponsible. There are people who are naturally scandalous. And that's because they've decided it for themselves. And I go to that point where I was like, um, I don't know if I gave you an example on Panaito. I want to bring it in now. Mm-hmm. You've finished school. Okay. You've got an dope education, international relations, engineering, communications, You've got the bag. You've literally, you are holding the bag. Then you decide, nah, here's the thing. I've got my certificate and I can give it back to my parent. I'm not going to carry the responsibility it comes with. This, this version of me that was locked up, this is the one I want to unleash now. So I feel like there are some people who are naturally 
everything but a husband. Because I will just ask, why, why, why the hell are you responsible, Eunice? Why are you working with Human Rights Watch? You can just decide to settle down, let your parents pay the bill and all that. Why are you not married? Why are you washing your own viombo? And I know you hate washing viombo. Doesn't even cook, maybe. You know, he doesn't even cook, maybe. Why are you doing it? It's the, it's the aspect of choice. And sometimes, in as much as we want to throw the responsibility on the society, you are in control of your own choices. So is it really society? I mean, is it really society as we wrap up? Is it really society? I disagree. I disagree. And I, and I think of it as something we say in psychology. Of course, I'll take it a bit out of, out of context. So when a child is brought up in an abusive relation, family, right? They have the option. They either turn out to be two things, one of two things, either the perpetrator or mm-hmm. the victim. Mm-hmm. You either become that abusive father you hated so much or you become the victim who says, I'd never want to be this. So think of society as that abusive parent. So people turn out to be two things. You either are so traumatized by these societal constructs that have put around you that you don't want to be anything but like anything close to that. And that's why we bring out either the independent woman or the man who decides to never settle down. So Eunice, what you're agreeing with is mm-hmm. that the individual is the one that makes no, the choice. No, I am the saying the society <laughs> is the one that gaslights people. They are the abusive, society is the abusive part parent here. And people decide to become two things. Either you become the perpetrator who abides by mm-hmm. what society wants of you, mm-hmm. or you become the victim who says, you know what, I don't want this, Eunice. F this thing, I want to become one different. One question, mm-hmm. one word. Mm-hmm. Who makes the decision? You do, but who influences the decision? Who influences Elijah. the decision? No, no, no. Who makes the decision? Who makes the I'm decision? With you on this. Yes, you make Shame the decision. Shame on both of you. <laughs> you make the decision, but, but there is a way you cannot ignore societal influence on an yeah. individual. You know, at the end of the day, what I like about reverse psychology is how you get people to agree to what you are going to say at the end of the day. What I wanted to bring out in the first episode of this conversation is that in as much as you decide to be everything but a husband, society influences how it all narrows down to you becoming everything but a husband. You used us. She did. So ladies and gentlemen, this is just the beginning of this conversation. Remember, the only thing we have done today is we have laid out the parameters. But we have all agreed on one thing. Your thought process is influenced by society. So just a quick roundup. Now that we all agree on how influential society is to our thought processes, would you advise people to be the best version of themselves? Or would you tell them to take into consideration what society wants them to be? I know it's impossible to achieve, but I mean, what's a podcast without asking people what's your final take? Now you go, please, uh, gentlemen, first. I think I think I, think I, I feel like um, you're gonna you know, have responses. You know, for, for, <laughs> no, you know, for for years it's always been ladies first. <laughs> uh, we're in the era of gender. Our time, our time so, yeah. Mm. yeah. Now I'm I'm of the opinion that people really need to be themselves, and I'll explain why I feel that is that, that strongly about. Hold that it right there. Did I tell you he's a consultant on human intelligence? This is about you're just about to see it in action. Voila. And the reason I think people need to be themselves is so that people know actually what they are bargaining for, so that we can cut out on these white lies. So see, society has told us what a husband needs to look like, what a, a wife needs to look like, and many of us come out with that particular image. That's the image I sell to you. Miriam, I'm, I'm interested in you. I sell to you the image that society has told me a husband is, even if it's not me. And you do the same about a wife. Then we get married. Next thing I know is this is not what I bargained for. Yes. And I'm against that. I think people need to be themselves so that if you see me as myself and you're like, that's not what I wanted, you will leave me so that Eunice, who might want what I am, perhaps, so she does want to She can want. have this. Of course, hoping she's also being herself. Mm-hmm. She's not uh, taking the, the, image, the image society has told her of what a wife is then she sells that to me and sometimes maybe that's not even what I'm interested in, so I'm going to skip over her and should have been a good choice if she was just herself. Some of the opinion in as much as this societal influence and all this, I think people need to really think and sell themselves for who they really are. And I feel it's not a loss. People, will, people, people have these sayings where to love is to lie oh. because I have to you know, put this image and, and all that that I'll buy you chocolate and flowers daily. No, I won't. I'll do that once in a while. I, I'll not do that daily. Men. In my case. I mean. We ha- I think people need to be this honest. If you know you don't want to cook daily, 
just just let me know from the very beginning that's so as i walk in i'm yeah, like yeah, i know yeah. what if i want to walk into if they don't want to to fulfill their manifesto they tell us they tell us from the word go and then we'll vote regardless that's the thing that's the thing are we uh, why why uh, and that's a good question why are we making our partnerships politics rather than reality what's the reality the reality I is think- there are things that we do not want to do as husbands Okay. As people. Ah, so and they have okay. totally right there. We, we will talk, talk about, about it. it. We will talk about it. So Eunice, what's your final take? My final take is do what you want. Unfortunately, the truth is society will find a way of weaving itself around you. So, my final advice is pick a choice that you can whose consequences you can live with. If an arranged marriage works for you and your society will not kill you for not getting married and you feel like you can actually sit in that marriage and be fine with it, by all means. If you want to be independent and then you're going to be the black sheep um, (laughs) in the village or whatever, then by all means, because we can sit here and I am a strong advocate of do whatever you want, but we can sit here and talk about that. But then there's someone who's weighing the options and then they're like, if I choose what I want, these people are going to come after me. They're baying for blood. But if I go their way, somehow I can survive. So you know what? Do what you want. But even then, choose a choice whose consequences you can live with. Period. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the conversation on everything but a husband is just beginning. And the premiere episode was just to lay down parameters. I mean, there is no good debate that will be a debate unless the leader of the opposition and the prime minister give us two very contradicting ideas on where the conversation can go to. So in subsequent episodes, what you are looking at is everything but a husband from the perspective of the society, from the perspective of education, from the perspective of things that husbands genuinely do not want to do. And they don't care so many more. And they do not. I mean, Elijah wants to really, really, really interject and tell us. Oh, so much to say. Some other day. (laughs) Oh, my. So much to say. Some other day. So everything but a husband. The social contracts of a human thought. And remember, like we agreed today, didn't we all agree that the society influences your thought process? Didn't we? Well, yeah, we did. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much for tuning in to Sins and Coffee. Thank you for listening into our episode. And as you listen in, remember to share, remember to favorite, remember to follow us on all our social media platforms from Instagram to TikTok to Twitter. And we are definitely going to see you next time. Why don't you tell them bye this time? Bye, everyone. Bye, listeners. Please subscribe. It's very free. And like and share. And um, thank you, Ryoba, for having <laughs> us. It was amazing, really. And Elijah, we need to settle us call <laughs> outside this room. <laughs> Peace. Yes, subscribe.